0: Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of the Creative Insider, a podcast that will help you succeed in every creative field. Hello and welcome, this is me, your host, Georgi Listarski, and the topic of the today episode are SOPs. For those, the one who do not know yet, SOP stands for Standard Operating Procedure. You'll be guessing what does that have to do with creativity, well, let me explain you by telling you a story starting from the beginning of my studies. So, when I was a student, I have started each semester full of good intentions. Um, I was always telling myself, this semester I will not procrastinate, I will be very productive and very well organized, I will follow all the classes, do all the assignments on time, little by little and in a very well programmed way. Basically, I was telling myself that this time I will be very disciplined and if you have asked any of my university mates, have had the same mindset and intentions. Guess what happened? The good intentions were kept for maybe a week before the monkey mind took over. And to discover more about the monkey mind, check the Tim Urban's TED Talk on YouTube or on TED Talk. It's, he explains you have this monkey that gets over your brain and well, whatever. He explains well better. So check the TED Talk of Tim Urban. So basically every semester, it started with this very tiny moments of procrastination. For example, instead of doing my tasks, I would go out for a coffee with friends, telling myself, "Eh, it's just five minutes, whatever, it's not a big deal. And by the way, in Italy, this might mean up to five espressos a day with your friends because there you always drink coffee. It's almost a religion. So then after my day, I went home and instead of sitting down, opening my laptop, start doing my projects drawing on my CAD software, I would sit and open my laptop, but I would just watch one more funny YouTube video and ending up four hours later watching some Justin Bieber music video. Yeah, I'm a little ashamed of me and I feel bad for me, but whatever. Every little postponement created this little pile of things to do, and at the end of the semester all these little piles generated a mountain of tasks for me to do. It was incredible. There there was so much to do in the end of the semester. And then it's when I get panicked. The panic just kicked in. And I would have started getting my ass at work so hard. I would execute relentlessly all my tasks, days and nights, sometimes even several days in a row without any sleep. This was very awful, I will tell you. It was frustrating, In the end, I would succeed in passing my exams. And if you want, the results weren't even that bad. But the struggle was really huge. Everything was done in the last second. I needed to print my layouts multiple times and still ending up noticing some small mistakes, which I could have avoided just by reviewing my work in a better way, in a more calm way, in a more controlled way. My social life? was over, non-existent. Consequently, I was frustrated. And when the exams were finally over, we would sit together with my university friends, celebrate the end of the semester. And almost all of us would say something like, yeah, people, I need to clean my desktop and put some order in my laptop, in my computer. It's just a chaos. If you check in some architectural memes pages on social media, you will always find this funny screenshot of the desktop full of icons of some architectural students with the same file called final, final one, final two, or final final, or final 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 three. Really now it's final. So it's, yeah, it's just a very common joke in the architectural field. So I was thinking, why did it always happen? Why every single time we ended up in this situation? I think this is because when you're creating something which is fruit of your imagination, there is no clear outcome. Nobody tells you how a song should sound to be good. Nobody tells you how the colors of your artwork should look like. There are no fixed rules about how to make a beautiful building. I don't want you to get me wrong. Of course, there are some rules in this fields. Let's say you're a musician, you have metrics. If you're a designer, you have proportions. If you're a writer, you have grammatic. But still, the possible outcomes of your work are infinite. This gets creatives overwhelmed. And instead of figuring out how to solve this puzzle, they just end up taking the part of least resistance, doing something easy, like drinking a bunch of coffees with your friends or consuming media instead of creating something yourself during my third year of university as I mentioned in the intro episode already I started this job as an intern in an architectural firm it was just 20 hours a week but that meant I had 20 hours less to finish my projects and assignments for university and believe me 20 hours a week are an infinity time when you just need to finish your assignments By doing night shifts already, that's just, it was a nightmare. In the beginning, I will tell you honestly, it was a big nightmare. My life was nothing but study and work. Just office, university, office, university, nothing else. So, but how, with time, the things would slowly transition. So, they will slowly change. And the last semester of my studies, I've done probably the best projects in my student's life. I haven't put even a single night shift and still work beside my studies. So how was that possible? That was possible thanks to something I have learned unconsciously maybe from the professional world. So let's say you're working as a professional in any creative field freelancer or employed, it does not matter. When you're a professional, you get paid and you have a limited amount of time to deliver the product of your creation. So you have a deadline, you have a limited amount of days before deadline, and each day you have at your disposition more or less the standard 9-5, to 8-hour workday. But what does that mean? that you do not deliver or deliver a bad product if you don't get inspired until your deadline or you need to do night shifts in the last moment? Of course not. So how can you boost your creative process? Well, simply by standardizing all those procedures that are recurring during the creative process of each of your projects. So usually when you join an organization, there are already a set of SOP set for you to follow, but what happens when you are starting from zero? So, well you can start well you can start by the simplest thing that is repetitive in your creative process and you will implement all the rest starting from there and tweaking the SOP project after project. So, let me explain how do that looks like. Let's say you do something that has to do With the digital world like a digital creative product let's say okay let's say as in my case I was doing architecture so it meant um, I will basically design buildings so you can start for example by creating a template structure for your project folders so that the same elements from the different project will always be in the same place for example you create a project Folder, and in this project folder you have a subfolder which is the assignment then you have a project folder which are your text you have a project folder which are the editable files then you have from the editable files you have your presentation and then in the end you have like published presentation or something similar Um, then let's say when you create something you use basically the same softwares and you do something repetitive, which is always very similar to the project before. So if you are building a house, every single house has windows, doors, walls, yeah, those elements, rooftop. So you create a template for the for the software you're using, which will have already this preset of layers, which you can use and you'll be sure they will work because you have already used them in the past and you have tweaked them so that when you print something, for example, everything looks well and you have already set it up. Uh, You can create also an email system. If you're like a professional, you'll be sending a lot of emails so you can find some management of your emails. So this is also important. Basically, you can apply SOPs for anything and for everything. And I would start, as I said, small by the simplest thing and just figuring out every, every project while doing, I will ask myself, okay, this time I needed this. Maybe I'll need it again. How can I implement my SOPs to, to add one more procedure? And every time, for example, a mistake occurs, You'll go back and see, okay, what led to this mistake in my process? And you will go back and correct your process. So, by creating and improving your SOPs, you have a tremendous amount of benefits. Not only by repeating them, you have saved a huge amount of time, which you can spend actually drinking coffee with your friends or just doing whatever you love aside of your creative process. But you will also save in your mind decision-making stamina, which it's a limited amount in your head. So instead of using it to think about how to set up your work, you can use that stamina for actually create your art. So another huge benefit I figured out later on is that creating a system will allow you to archive your work in a much better way so every time you need to access an old project it will be much easier because everything is structured and you can create a portfolio if you want or just show the projects to a possible client so the benefits are very big and Last but not least, if you create those SOPs in an early stage of your creative career uh, and let's say you decide to start up a company, you will have a set of SOPs which are ready, which you can use and you can uh, let them be used from your collaborators or employees. So, yeah, basically, this is it about SOPs. I hope it was helpful and I hope you can start creating your own so I'm working on improving the show and make it better episode by episode and create a useful platform for creative people. I hope you liked it. Um, I thank you for all the feedback I got after the first episode. If you have any further questions about SOPs, don't hesitate. You can contact me on the usual social media channels. So go to Instagram. Instagram is 8 at... TCI podcast you can go to the Facebook page it's the creative insider you can check the LinkedIn page also the creative insider and I was thinking on this one I'll make it possible to download my template of my project folder so you can see how it looks like get an idea maybe get inspired start from there and then for the rest of us if you press like on Instagram or Facebook you can contact me, I'll send you a link to Dropbox to download my template or you can ask me any questions. I will be very happy to answer all of you. In addition, uh, some further information about the show. I know that for now it's a little struggle to listening to the show. It is only on Podbean. Uh, I have submitted the show to the main podcasting platforms so it soon will be available on apple podcast and google Podcasts. i hope you found helpful my episode i hope you like the format and so that was it thank you thank you for listening thank you for the feedback you're giving me a lot of feedback i love it i will see you next week when we will be talking about how to overcome the fear of releasing your work how to overcome that fear of showing your, your art to other people. And yeah, that was it. So this is it. Have a good start of the week. Have a nice Monday. See you next week. Girlie out.